0: You are listening to Tech Insights Live with Heba, a series of casual discussions grouped under topics ranging from everyday tech to highly specialized modern technologies. Hello everyone, welcome to Season 2 of Tech Insights Live with Heba. This is our first episode of Season 2. Everything will remain the same, except these will be our recorded podcasts. Let me break down the format for the newbies over here. We will start with our guest introduction. Then I will have a few questions for discussions. And in the end, I will ask questions from our guest, which I received in my inbox on Insta. So coming back to our topic, today the topic is how to break into data with Maggie in data. Maggie is our recent statistic and geography graduate from the University of Toronto and currently working as a data scientist at a logistic tech startup. She's also the founder of Maggie in Data, where she guides people to break into the data. Let's now welcome Maggie and ask her about the journey she has gone through to get into data science. Hello, Maggie. How are you? I'm good. Hi, Hiba. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So how's your Sunday going so far?
1: Sunday's going well. Yeah. I'm just very relaxing and um, play tennis later with that, my friends. That's great.
0: So let's start with your journey. Tell us about yourself and then we will go through your journey. How did you get into data science and help people who are
1: listening to it? Yeah, absolutely. So I am currently working as a data scientist. I've had my current job, which is my first data scientist job, for about seven months now. I graduated last year in April 2021 from the University of Toronto with a double major in geography and statistics. My path to data science is not linear at all. I've kind of tried all different career paths when I was in university. So at the beginning, I wanted to become a psychologist, so I took a lot of psychology courses because I have always interested in how people think and their thoughts, and then I stumbled across on the field of human geography, which is pretty much urban planning, and I got to learn a lot more about the evolving of society, kind of a lot of societal issues like mm-hmm. affordable housing, urban gentrification, and was really interested in kind of the social issue aspect. So I thought I was going to be an urban planner. And then my first internship experience in the summer of my second year in university was a hospital. And I was oh. working with a lot of statisticians uh, at a research institute. That's when stats started to get interesting because I have two majors, right? Because the first two years of statistics were mostly theoretical courses. Like linear you know, the algebra calculus was very dry. And I didn't do very well in them. But it wasn't until this point when I started to become uh, applied that I thought, oh, this is interesting. Data is interesting. You can solve so many problems with data. And then I started to take more kind of applied statistics courses in my third and fourth year and combined with what I learned in geography. Um, it's actually a very niche field called geospatial data science, which is what I'm working with right now. and that's kind of my journey data science
0: that's very interesting like i like the fact that you wanted to become a psychiatrist mm-hmm. yeah and then from psychiatrist you move toward data science so my next question is a very common question first of all an interesting question also because when we get into the this kind of field like in data field like for me it also mm-hmm. i moved from technical writing technical marketing and then move to a data analytics field like For you, because also you were not directly get into data science, so you had a path. I'm sure you have came across this uh, question also. How do you differentiate between data science, AI, ML? You know, when you are getting into it, it's like all over the place. Like, are you a data scientist? Do you want to be AI, get into artificial intelligence, like machine learning? So I was very confused. That's why I wanted to ask you this question. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who are confused also.
1: Yeah, data science is such a broad term. And I think artificial intelligence and machine learning kind of just the buzzwords <laughs> right now, but it's just one aspect of data science. So machine learning and AI is kind of at the end of the data science cycle. So you data science starts with a collection of data. And those parts, a lot of that it's kind of statistical. And now you have to make sure that your sample size is representative. So that's one part, it's data collection. And then there's data engineering, which is the process of building that data infrastructure and like clean data, data analysis, exploratory data analysis, and then only comes in artificial intelligence and machine learning. And they're very, both of them require very specialized skill sets. So if you want to do AI and NML, usually, at least right now, you still at least need a master's degree because there are a lot of kind of technicality. There are a lot of math and there are a lot of linear algebra involved that you really kind of need to understand how the model works or how the algorithm works um, in order to implement or tune them. So for a uh, master's degrees for what? Master degree for AI and ML okay. are quite common. Yeah. Okay. So for
0: data science or for this data field, what do you think what's more important are... Language R or Python? Because we have seen a lot of videos over there in on the internet, which is like more important. Somebody's like, some people say it's like it's R is very important. Some is
1: like toward more inclined toward Python. That is such a controversial topic. So I, maybe I'll give you a backstory of how I learned. So because of my statistics degree, I only learned R in school. I took two Python courses from the computer science department, mm-hmm. but that was just required for the stats. But Most of my work analysis were done in R. And actually when I was looking for jobs out of school, a lot of people were giving me advice saying that you should really pick up Python. The industry is using a lot of Python. And so based on my limited experience, if you don't know either Python or R right now, I highly recommend start with Python because that does seem like what is most widely used in industry. But if you do want to go into academia or if you want to do more statistical analysis set of things, then R could be a good bet. But in general, I know also a lot of companies are very open. So if you look at job postings, most of them start to say, pick a language that you're most comfortable with. And that same goes also with interview process. So when you go through a technical interview, they usually give you an option to choose a language that you're most comfortable with.
0: Yeah, exactly. I wanted to add this also because uh, when you go through some technical interview, they ask you like, what language are you most comfortable in? Like R or Python in this field, like when we look for a job. So what courses one should focus on more while taking courses? This will be a question for somebody who is starting his master's degrees or bachelor's. So what courses one should pick up?
1: I mean, usually for those degrees, it's kind of almost mapped out for you you take some fundamental courses and then you you select the field that you're most interested in but i think i can speak a little bit more on just in general if you're looking mm-hmm. at coursera if you're a self-starter what courses so
0: sometimes like um you are get, like for example for me i started with uh doing masters in computer sciences right so at that time the course is not built up So there was no title with it, like a data science or AI degree, but it was just a computer science master's, right? For somebody who is into this field and they have to pick up the courses by themselves. So that's why I'm asking this question. So what course, set of courses they should go for?
1: Yeah. So I think I would give different advice for a bachelor versus master's. So Mm -hmm. for bachelors, this is your time to explore. It is okay you know, if you don't know what you want to do, then you can pick pick out different courses in as many fields as you can in computer science, if that's the major you're going for. And just trying out different things really helps. But for a master's, I highly recommend kind of knowing what you want to do before you start your master's because master's more specialized. You only have a year or two yeah. to do, you know, a research project. You really don't have that much time. So I, I think this is a something you have to figure out before you start your master's. It's what kind of machine learning or AI field, because there are so many that you really want to dig into.
0: And now coming back to your course, Sarah.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think there are three aspects of kind of data science in general. There's coding, and there's statistics, and just kind of machine learning data science. Mm-hmm. So for coding, definitely Python or R. Pick a course that says introduction to Python for data science fundamentals of art or something like that is what you should focus on for coding just as a very first step and then for statistics and probabilities the same kind of the same thing you should know you know some of the basics just google fundamentals same thing for linear algebra math statistics for data science and then for machine learning it's kind of the same thing but for machine learning you can also pick it up by reading blogs mediums just keeping up with technologies and Reading papers, you, you have access to academic papers, that's a very good source too.
0: That's a good point. Reading articles and media. Do you have like any specific blogger you follow for the for medium or?
1: Yeah, Does medium. Suggest... I think the big thing is towards data science, and then towards AI is another big one. And also, I know analytics in India is something I've, I've come across a lot. So, what's the future path of data science? I think for the future path of data science, there are usually two directions you can go into. So one is you can go really deep into the technical side of data science. You can continue to do your data science. This is true in a lot of kind of big tech companies. You can accelerate in terms of their levels. You can be L4, L5, L6 data scientists. And that's if you really enjoy the technical part of data science. But you can also move towards the management part. So you can manage data scientists as you move up that's uh, management direction. So I know the companies will let you choose between those two. And Oh,
0: so you can go from data scientist to a management also.
1: Yeah, it's really powerful to, you know, actually know the things when you're managing a group of data scientists and know what they're going through, what their struggles are.
0: Can someone without a college degree pursue a career path in mm-hmm. the field of data science?
1: I think it's a little hard. This is a little different than software engineering stream because there is actually math required, and um, software engineers also require math. Sorry, yeah. but it's um, a lot more of kind of linear algebra. So I do think that you will need, as at least now, you need a data, You need a degree. You know, in the past couple of years, intro level data scientist position required PhD master oh. now that has changed a little bit now with bachelors you can get into data science but it is still going to be very hard you need other aspect of things you need research experience you need you know portfolio projects to help you with that
0: so following up this question so somebody who is into data, like and into data analytics for example i'm asking for myself because when i was looking for data science jobs even the internships were like mostly, I'm not saying all the internships, like, in, but mostly some internships were asking for a PhD student. So I know what you are saying, because when I was looking for jobs, there was a lot of PhD requirements. So somebody from a data analytics uh, field, can they move into data science? Like if you are already in data analytics field, can you move toward data science? Would
1: that be easier? So you're talking about from data analyst to data scientist? Yeah. Yeah, that's a common path to become Mm -hmm. a data scientist. I think the gap between data analyst and data scientist is kind of the model building aspect. So definitely, I would really kind of pick up on Python or pick up on the programming languages. Yeah. And SQL, I mean, data analysts already do SQL, so definitely keep that skill. um,
0: And then... With one or two courses for modeling, you can move toward data uh, science, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Oh, Um, okay. And also to go back to the college degree one, so you don't have to be a stats or computer science major in college to become Mm -hmm. a data scientist. Because when I was in school, like right now, data science is a major now in undergrad, but it wasn't even two years ago at my school. Um, okay. So the school are just picking up on this and you can be, I know a lot of people in life sciences who are doing research and already, you know, working with data that just don't have that title and you're totally, it's totally possible to become a data scientist. Like I did okay. a research project in the geography department, which is an art degree. And I was working on this project to see how COVID has impacted the way people access food, their movement to grocery stores. So when you're answering questions like that, you're already looking at, thousands and thousands of data points. So even though you, mm-hmm. you're you doing an arts degree, you don't have the data science title, you're still doing data science. Oh, so. That's nice. How to stay motivated and on path? So my advice for that is to find your people and find your community. That's kind of part of the reason why I built my Instagram channel is for that community aspect. I think when I was looking for job, a lot of the advice that I got from my mentors was to find an interview prep buddy. Like if you know someone who's going through the same thing as you, you can you know, quiz each other on things and keeping each other accountable. And um, if you're in school, it's definitely really, really easy for you to find someone who's in the same, similar path. So find your people and find even a family and friends, you know, who can keep you on track, on top of things.
0: So it's very interesting. I mostly ask this question to everybody that how to stay motivated and stay on path. And I got the, almost the same advice from everybody. That's really good. That find your people and people who motivates you and find a community because uh I think nowadays it's a blessing to have a community. And the trend is on like you find your people and people are very welcoming and they help you. Even finding a job networking is very important. So as they say that go through LinkedIn and reach out to people and if you know if you have a community, they can help you out, right? They can connect you with the right people
1: yeah especially like you said with technology today so it's possible now it wasn't possible before and exactly. so why not use that
0: ask you a question from people like from when I shared the story so first question is how much do you think freelancing on platforms like Fiverr and Upwork will help somebody to build up their uh, data science portfolio is it the same like people who are building up their portfolio for UX design?
1: I've never did freelancing work on those sites, but only thing I'd be concerned about is um, when people come to you for a paid project, those data could be proprietary. And I don't know if you can actually include those projects on a portfolio for your next employer. Mm-hmm. And so that's why usually portfolio projects are something that's based out of your own interest. And that's also another aspect. What recruiter wants to see is what, you're passionate about and when you're being paid for to do something Mm -hmm. then it really takes away from that passion aspect but I I think freelancing is still a really good thing to do to just improve your skills overall I do that with I have some connections from the university so I still on the side do spend maybe a couple hours a week for professors to do some work I wouldn't necessarily put that on my portfolio it's it really should stem from something you're really passionate about
0: you would suggest to work on your own personal project for your portfolio. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Uh, and my second question is: How do you break into data science field from not exactly data science, but into the data field from a finance background? And what course would you suggest? Is already you have told us in the previous question. So,
1: so for someone from a finance background, I think I think they already have a really good grasp of just kind of crunching numbers on Excel. And so the next step naturally from that is to automate it with Python or with some coding skills. So definitely taking some coding courses and someone from a finance background, they have advantage of knowing the business inside and out, which is something that someone from computer science or statistics background wouldn't necessarily have. So they should definitely really use that to the max. So like something like business, in size analyst is, I would consider that in data science, big analysis. So that might be a first, easy first step to bring into and then slowly transition to more data side of things, data analyst, data scientist, keeping up with the machine learning algorithms, machine learning community, what's new is also very important.
0: Thank you so much. Just We will be ending on the last question. So your one line message to people who are listening to it.
1: If you're struggling to get in, Maybe it's time to reevaluate your strategy. So job search is a numbers game, but you know, you've been just keep applying to hundreds of jobs, but like you're back from only a few of them, maybe that's a sign to start networking with people. Maybe that's a sign to start building a portfolio. Um, and if you know you're not getting past in the technical interview stage, maybe it's time to practice on LeetCode code on your coding skills. So I guess my advice is if you've been trying but have no success, it's maybe time to start looking into your strategy and changing things up a bit and look at where your weaknesses are and start practicing.
0: Thank you, Maggie, for taking out time for us and joining us on a weekend. Thank you so yeah. much. We would like to invite you again on some other topic. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Hiba. I hope you had a great time. You too. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye.